BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Welcome to the Start Me Up podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with Muller She Wrote Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Andy Kindler. I love Andy. He's so funny. We have so much to talk about. But before we get into it, the Start Me Up podcast is independent, listener funded and woman run. Visit patreon.com slash start me up to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get two bonus What's Up episodes per week. Kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and talk about whatever is on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash start me up. Now please enjoy my conversation with comedian Andy Kindler. Welcome back to the show, Andy. Well, thank you for having me. It's been many years. Or it's been <laughs> yes. I do, everything I do now is evergreen. So like if, you, if I'm talking to you, I might even say eight minutes to the hour. You don't know what hour it is, but... You know what I'm saying? Keep it evergreen. And that's why we won't be talking about any current political things. See, this is why I love having you on the show. Because you're so <laughs> effing funny, but you are a comedian, so it fits. <laughs> well, that, that's what my business card used to say. You want the comedy? I have it. Do you want alienation? Do you like to be alienated from your comedy? I'm your man. <laughs> um, okay, before we get into some of the political stories that are because we're going to be all over the map today just fyi listeners uh i have all kinds of questions for him not just political we're going to be talking about fun stuff too but um because <laughs> how pol- fun really is it going to be for the listener and you and you have a great story about stratego that you'll be telling later on you know what stratego is no i don't <laughs> oh it's a ba- it's a bad board game from when we were kids oh when okay kids. right 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 <laughs> Yeah, see, this is exactly, you just make me laugh all the time. I, yeah, before we get into all the questions, now I know, I, I can't even remember all of your IMDb stuff, but I do remember you from Everybody Loves Raymond, and I'm just, I just can't remember some of the other, I, and see, I'm a bad host because I, I should You're talking about listen. some of my early credits? Yes, about, yes, or? yes, yes, yes. Well, I was on, Mar- my first thing was I was on Martin. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. My, uh, my friend John Ridley used to write for Martin, and so that was my first gig wow. How, was, was it was store. it fun were you scared i mean not my first gig i did a lot of uh summer camps 
in summer camp right. I did comedy. But my but first that was like your college, first TV show or something. Was that was that your first TV show? I yes, it was. And, I went, I'm trying to think. Am I leaving anything out? But I, it's sure. Oh, you know what it is? Huh. It's my first acting acting day, show. Right. Because that was the time period with um, you know where they had. I came up when they had all those uh, this on the road comedy hour and mm -hmm. evening at the Hoo Hoo and uh, the VH1 stand up spotlight. You know, all those stand up shows. So I did a lot of those before right. I acted. That probably helped. Maybe. So when you okay, now obviously you had already been on stage and you were a comedian and all that. So I don't I don't know how it would affect you nerves wise to be an actor on a set. So how was that? Nerve right very well. Oh, I you know, I just realized there was another one. Okay, so I did Martin, mm -hmm. but then I wonder if this was pre Martin or after Martin. I did this uh sitcom called Muddling Through. It was a pilot that was made uh and Jennifer Aniston was in it. Really? Wow. And had it been picked up, <laughs> she wouldn't, it was the year of friends. Mm -hmm. So had it been picked up, she would not have been, she would have had to have been on the show muddling through. <laughs> Do you remember Stephanie Hodge? No. Who's she, was, that? Uh, she was a comic from Minneapolis and she was on the show. And so I had this, I had a very short scene, but within the scene, I had to walk in, put up, cardboard cut out down hit my mark mm -hmm. and i mean i really thought this really is going to be uh neuros what is it called it's not a brain it's gonna be like brain surgery it's like how could you act <laughs> if i didn't put it perfectly so that you could see the people behind me then the scene would be terrible so it either my acting had to go or uh <laughs> either my acting had to go which i decided on mm -hmm. uh or i i would have to uh Pretend to look down at the mark. No, I walked onto the set looking at the mark, ferociously, fiercely, only focusing on the bare essentials of acting. Was it Muddling was through, it scary? Kind of like, crazy. were you nervous? I was very nervous. So that one, I was very nervous. And Martin, I was nervous for too because uh, I just um, I had I suffered from o and still have OCD, but I suffered from it more than. Uh, <laughs> An OCD, I'm, uh, I think, is uh, whatever field you're going into, mm -hmm. it's usually not a good trait because <laughs> it just makes you keep thinking over and over, how am I doing? How am I looking? How am I doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, can they tell I'm acting? 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 Can you tell I'm acting? Ray, 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 between, between takes. Ray, 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 how's my acting? No, I, I didn't go like that, but... Right. <laughs> but... Uh, but uh, that but, was, but you were nervous. But you had like, like were, because like for instance, I, I I've only really been on Days of Our Lives. I mean, I was on Mad About You, but I didn't have any lines, so I wasn't nervous. But I remember, I think it was like the third time I was on Days of Our Lives, and I was so nervous. But then when I watched my performance, I didn't look nervous at all. So I was like, well, well at least there's yeah. that. I that's I think what all people who act do they. First of all, we're not good at looking back at ourselves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Nobody is, unless you're like a, unless you're, I mean, I'm a nar, I mean, I have narcissistic tendencies, but not in a positive way. <laughs> okay. Right? <laughs> Where it's like, you know, you know that you're doing it. You know, it's like, how, it's like Larry Sanders, how's my hair? Yeah. I mean, Gary Shanlin, <laughs> right? It's supposed to be humorous. <laughs> 
Oh my God. Well, but so, but you've had an amazing career and it's thank just, you. Thank it's you. always good. <laughs> and then it's always good to see you coming down my feed because I agree with you so much of the time, especially when you go off on Bill Maher, who I just, we're going to talk about him in a minute. We're not going to get to him right away. But Whatever you want to talk about, dick. I'm ready to talk about. But when you say Bill Maher, all of a sudden, like, I got my fer- my negative pheromones. Whatever I know, Remember right? when exactly. pheromones were big back in the old days? Yes, they were. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, let's just get to the, the news of the day. The exciting news of the day is that the Proud Boy have all been in well I think all but one were indicted or not indicted I'm sorry uh, charged with seditious conspiracy I'm not sure about that fifth one I think four of them were charged with it so that's really good and I don't know what that means for Trump but I think that's good for America don't you think that's good for America yeah that's uh are you talking about Dominic Pizzola yeah I don't know their names names, something like that and his thing was look maybe look he didn't want to go to jail she's like okay maybe it looks bad (laughs) with the bashing end of the thing. It looks like I'm I'm bashing in. People go, well, well, that guy's violent. You can't go by me bashing one door in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I just have, in the excitement, as we all get at insurrections, he was uh, much like Burning Man. He wanted to get into that door. But here's the thing. Um, I'm very excited about Enrique Danny yes. Terrio. Yes. No, Enrique Dan, Enrique. Danny, his nickname is Danny Terrio. Yes. He is going to <laughs> Danny Terrio. Is that can I get sued by Danny Terrio? I don't even think I'm getting his name right. And what wait, was that show? I was just going to ask you what moves? it was. That dance show. I don't remember the name of it. Danny Terrio. It was like uh, it wasn't like uh, Dick. I can't even think of his name. Dick was his first name for years. <laughs> Dan- <laughs> he did New Year's Eve and he was Clark. Everybody. Oh, Dick Clark. Yeah. Yeah, Danny yeah, yeah. Terrio, but, let's see, where is it? Um, I'm trying to, of course, the, Dance Fever. There you go. Dance Fever, right. Well, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, uh, the, Enrique Terrio is getting an act two more years than everybody else wow. for smoking. For smoking. Are you, are you kidding me? No, I just thought it would be funny. I thought it would be funny if they tacked that on. And look at the asshole he's smoking. Everywhere you know, you that find would that be funny. <laughs> yes, because I mean, it was before, well, yeah, it was before the House decided that they could smoke, uh, you know, in their offices. So <laughs> I was made, like, maybe that actually happened. <laughs> oh, wait, the House can smoke? I think, I think that they can smoke inside the Capitol now. How would you find out? That sounds like something they... Good morning, America. Or wherever that, wherever that, yeah, wherever, wherever they are. Wow. The, the, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know because they they voted on it, and I don't know if they. I guess it was a House rule, so I guess they can do it. This is fucking. The, these Republicans are so unbelievable. I just I can't even get over it. I know um, it's it's like you really can't you can't catch your breath. I know. It's like uh, like for example, I heard somebody uh, the other week on TV, and I don't know who they were even. So you can't watch CNN mostly because it's terrible. But uh, so, so, and then this was terrible too. But it's like you know, this the, whoever the person was was saying, well, you know, the uh, the the Democrats, they're trying to push this thing like we do have a problem with the, the deficit. We do have a problem, and Democrats have to come back. And, and this is like such bullshit to mm-hmm. me. Where were you, those people, when they were passing big, huge tax yes. breaks? Yes. You know, it's like it's such a lie. It is not about the deficit. If it was really about the deficit, we should have listened to Gore and his lockbox. And we should have listened to uh, <laughs> exactly. he was, you know, 
every time we've tried to, the Democratic Party has tried to be reasonable about anything with debt, they they are so evil. They just want to, you know, what's the thing is like, we're just going to cut everything back to current standards, or we're just going to say you have to come back every year. Yeah. You know, I'm sure I already know people have been affected by the uh, food thing. Getting less for the EBT or oh the, right yes, yes, yes 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 snap or something snap yeah it's yeah like, it, it, it has uber evil <laughs> yeah they're just cruel I mean they're they are so cruel and it makes me angry because when I think about like I always in my head I have certain conservatives that I just you know kind of bounce off of in my head and what you know one of them is a family member then there's the chicks on the right are you familiar with the chicks on the right. No, oh, they're, they're, they're just horrible. They're absolutely horrible. And I was made aware of them in 2012 because I was the spokesperson for Rock the Slut Vote. And of course, Chicks on the Right had a field day with me and a field day with Rock the Slut Vote. But that was all born out of Rush Limbaugh referring to Sandra Fluke as a slut. And so, oh, I, okay. you know, yeah, and so, yeah. so this him, that <laughs> asshole. He's still rotting in hell. Rotting exactly. In hell. Just had a report. Yes. And so during that time this woman um created rock the slut vote because she was so upset and she asked me to be the spokesperson because she found my blog open open letter to rush limbaugh from a liberal slut and history was made of course but then um these two women who were just everyday women they were so outraged that obama became president and so they you know formed the chicks on the right and and they're so horrible so i imagine you know sometimes the Things that I, the cruel things that I hear Republicans doing, it's like in my mind's eye, I try to have a conversation with them where they're going to be reasonable and go, oh, yeah, <laughs> they we're really cruel, but they never do. They just always find justification. And it's, it is, it's exhausting. And I hate it so much. I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. And it's like, it's like, to me, I would love to have a two party system. If, but that's not my it's not right now my job to get that second party going they have to be defeated every republican every yes. single there's not one republican in the entire country that you should be voting for yeah i know i know but then it's like they're just going along with the the stuff that i mean it's basically coming from emotional uh you know whether it's revenge feeling or like vengeance or angry people like for instance i I, i'm not going to get into who but i know this person who's a maga and prior to being a maga they were not really an angry person but certain things in their life right set them up to be angry and they didn't want to blame the real reason so they took it out on another family member who was liberal and just decided to hate on the liberal. And, and it's so basically what it is, is you've got this person who made choices that they're not happy with. And they're now right. living with those choices. And then Rush Limbaugh comes in and goes, hey, it's okay to be angry at liberals. It's okay to blame liberals for all of your, you know, anger and resentment in life. And then they, and that's basically the message that these people are getting, especially when they're listening to toxic talk radio. And then it just like that anger turns, whether it's family members or friends or Democrats or whatever, and you, I like you could see it playing out, and it's literal brainwashing, and it's just so awful. And I, the thing that's really scaring me, and I don't know if you have any words to calm me down for this, but are you aware, aware of what's going on in Texas with this um, with this voting that they're gonna like make it so they can overturn any whatever um, legitimate outcome there is? 
the Republican in charge of well, I don't know I don't know all the labels and titles, but the Republican in charge would be able to basically just throw it out and call it for the Republican, and that could really mm. fuck up our elections. And I mean, it's it's Texas, so who, who you know, no, there's no oversight over there. They get to pretty much do what they want because they have a I believe a supermajority or at least a majority. So that's the thing that's scaring me the most today, Asi- aside from SCOTUS. But I mean, I don't well, even know what to the, make of that. Well, Ted Cruz. I mean, Ted Cruz is. I mean, is coming up for election. So yes, uh, um, uh, uh, Gloria Allred's son is running. That's who it is. No, I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think. I can't fucking believe you, man. I'm gonna fall for everything you say. <laughs> You're gonna get me on everything. My fucking dad does that to me all the time. He's like, "Did you hear?" And then he'll say something completely ridiculous, and I'm like, "Really?" And it's never true. <laughs> he does well, it to me all the time. <laughs> should be. In, I mean, I mean, they, these are. They, I think what's crushing about it is. It's always been bad mm-hmm. for people like us, uh, you know, who, uh, who anybody can remember the past. It's always been terrible. Yeah. <laughs> it's always been Vietnam War, terrible. Mm-hmm. Martin Luther King, terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, it always has been terrible, except I grew up, you know, uh, I was born in 56, so I grew up, you know, believing in peace and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff, which I still believe in to this day. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I, I still don't want to get up in the morning and take the glass and break the glass, be it half empty or half full, just throw it against the wall. No. <laughs> That's what I would like to do. But it's so blatant. Mm-hmm. You know, they got, when I moved out to LA in 1978 and I just, and I uh, graduated college, I was actually selling door to door. What a terrible job. <laughs> but the thing was this guy who was, I was selling with was like a right wing guy mm-hmm. and he was giving this was back right after the remember when the interest rates used to be so high and uh, the inflation with uh, the recession was you know was so out of control and, yes. and uh, Reagan went in there and he just everybody they bought into his yes. thing and it's and so it got slightly better with Watergate then it got way way worse mm-hmm. with that and then. All of a sudden, you know, like, what, what can make it worse? Oh, why don't we do a thing in uh, Iraq? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, exactly. go back into Iraq again. Yeah, it's like it's back and forth, back and forth. Well, I'm gonna go. I want to go because I moved to LA in '77. I was born in '68, so I was nine when I went over wow. there in '77. Um, isn't it so different? It's so different now. Don't you think it's like so different than that time? Yeah, it is different, but here's the thing. I would say that I'm actually here's let's look, let's look at you know how they always on the TV they go let's look for the green shoots. What is that what they say? <laughs> Wait, say you know that again. No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, like when things are bad, there's green shoots of uh, positivity. Oh, okay. All that like I'm saying it wrong, but you know <laughs> it's like there, there, you see a little bit of something new yes. growing. It's like those guys like uh, Frost and all those people with. Uh, I don't remember where they were, South Carolina, or whatever. These people are fantastic. Mm-hmm. When I was their age, I could barely, I, you know, put my joint down long enough <laughs> to make these kind of statements. So this is very encouraging to me, hmm. and I want people to not, don't buy into these horrible people online who are trying to. What would you call these people? Putin puppets or Maybe, whatever? Yeah. You know, Jimmy Dore. Oh yeah. People or comedians. Yeah. And they're they're just. You know, playing to the lowest common mm-hmm. denominator 
ever. There mm-hmm. are literally, literally in the old days, it'd be like uh, someone could argue, oh, well, I'm arguing for conservative. Now it's like, no, I'm arguing for that Putin's right. And, and <laughs> right. he should have taken <laughs> over Ukraine because, because of the Wagner group. I, I never even heard of the Wagner group. Well, there's supposed to be some Nazis. See, here's the thing. It's like, to me, if I see a website that says, if I see an account that says Free Assange, uh-huh. I can at least mute that person. Right, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> even if you think Assange should be free, which I don't. No. But let's say you do. Right. Is that really uppermost in your mind right now? <laughs> With all the shit that's going on. <laughs> God damn it. You know, Assange is still... Oh, you mean Assange? Maybe one of the worst human beings yes. in the history of the world who actively tried to make Hillary Clinton lose. That was yeah. his job. This misogynistic... Uh, was he ever convicted of sexual whatever? I don't know, but I think he's at least been accused. He's at least been accused. And you know what? These days... With the with the way uh, the fake news accused equals guilty, my friend. If, if the <laughs> there argument, you go. <laughs> if the, and, and when I say alleged in my arguments, I go allegedly. You have a response to this. That's all I do. <laughs> I go, I go for the jugular. <laughs> I love your I go laugh. For the jugular. The jugular. Your laugh is the best. <laughs> oh, thank you. No, my sister is no longer with us. She had the exact same laugh. Really? And. Yeah, and my my and, and my and my wife Susan's laughs the same way too, and she loves it. If you say to her, if you ever meet her and say to her, "Hey, I heard you copied your husband's laugh," is that true? She loves that. I'll be sure to say that. Right after the about how great it is, you must. Right after you say to her how far, how great it is to live with a comedian, how great it is, it, right? right? <laughs> All right. narcissism it's a narcissism free zone <laughs> oh i just uh, i just adore you you're so cute Are you, uh, i'm an egomaniac no but you're cute to those days no you're cute i love you okay no, so, I, think, uh, I love the old school egomaniac better than uh narcissistic <laughs> oh you know what I mean? right we didn't exactly. have that yes. back when we no we, well, that's yeah you know. we didn't well we had narcissists but we just didn't say it all the time an egomaniac yeah. yes that's what we said we just called them we egomaniac. didn't say flip the script either did we <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't now when i was a kid i don't remember playing a uh, hide and seek go whoa 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 let's flip the script on this hide and seek thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember saying that as a kid either. <laughs> or wait, what? Wait, what is my wait, big what? pet peeve? Wait, what? Wait, what? <laughs> pet peeve I have. Why am I so giddy now that I'm not gonna get any more work with the strike? Should I, I be know. upset? Hey, hey, that's true. So now, how is this affecting you? Well, obviously it's the second day, right? And so it hasn't affected me. But to me. When they went, when we went, and I'm a, uh, I, I'm a pro. You, I enjoy the unions. Yes, I don't say it that way normally on my, uh, <laughs> on my picket thing. But back when they did it last time, it was very confusing, and they did it just as the recession had just, yeah, after the big financial collapse. I think this time, everybody is going to be more effective because it's clearly that they're saying is like, yeah, well, we, you know, we just, you know, this trend of us paying like a. Now we're down to twenty-three dollars an hour to be mm-hmm. an executive producer. Yeah, it's like uh, I think people see that this that the, these people need the money, uh, and that 
I think are you think I'm hoping unions are gonna they are already coming back, but I hope they come back more. Yeah, me too. I mean, talk about when whenever these Republicans talk about um like the nineteen fifties and everything, it was a really strong middle class and unions give us a strong middle class. You know, my right. mom my mom's father was a truck driver and he was in a union. And so Yeah, what was like, so wrong about that? What was so yeah. wrong in the fifties about paying uh, automobile workers well right exactly I mean, even yeah. even the racist anti-semitic henry ford didn't he also say he has to get it down to a price where his own Jew, where even jews he knows can buy one is that what he said <laughs> I, don't, I don't know <laughs> the, oh you know henry ford was anti-semitic yes I, I do know that up. i do know that but I, I did i didn't i didn't hear that particular quote <laughs> well you know if you go back to history uh-huh you will see that, like, if it, around the Middle Ages up to, I mean, and even now, the best that people will say about uh, the Jews is, well, they're annoying. I mean, we never, <laughs> never got anything. We were never seen positively uh, because we were always a good group right. to persecute. Of course. And, uh, and then we always got into these jobs that only we were allowed to get. Like, mm-hmm. oh, what do you want from me? Mm-hmm. I'm a, I, nobody's allowed to be a money lender. That would have been me. <laughs> Did you ever hear? Well, here's me back in uh, pre, uh, pre-World War II Nazi Germany. Ready? Uh-huh. Somebody's got to play the Jew. What are you guys getting upset about? <laughs> it's a Nazi propaganda film. I'm against it. I'm just playing the Jew. In it. Is that wrong? You know what? I was not raised with religion in any way, other than the fact that my grandmother was a Catholic, but she never pushed it on me. The only <laughs> she never she was. A that g- sounds so funny. <laughs> my grandmother was a Catholic, but that's all we heard. <laughs> well, actually, I ha- she did take me the year that my mother moved to California. I was nine years old, so I stayed with her for the summer as my mother drove out and established herself and everything. So my I, I was only nine. So my grandmother would take me to church because she she didn't feel comfortable leaving me home alone. So, but she didn't expect anything or she never really talked about it. it was, she went for herself. She never pushed it on me. She was really a good right. Catholic because, you know, she didn't do that. But my experience with Catholicism and most organized, aside from uh, the Jewish religion, I saw, you know, I felt were like people would want to push it on you. And my experience, my father, who... I guess he was raised Catholic, but he's nothing. You know, he doesn't subscribe to any kind of religion. But he married a a woman who's Jewish. And so that was kind of my introduction. I met her, I don't know, like when I was six years old or whatever. And Mm -hmm. that was my introduction um, to the Jewish Jewish religion. And, And basically, I thought it was awesome. And then on top of it, my mother, she converted, which I know that the Jewish religion doesn't really recognize converted people don't go don't ask me because i don't really i mean to me it's like i've got half a ham on a platter before (laughs) someone goes whoa 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 well i'm doing i'm serving bacon too i can't serve bacon and ham (laughs) well when my mom switched out when she joined i wish i could remember the name of the synagogue but um we used to go every friday night and i had so much fun because it was like afterward there was i mean the actual you know, whatever, I don't know what you call it, 
when you're in a synagogue. I don't know what you would call it when you listen temple? to temple. Temple, I guess when you listen temple to service whatever. or something. Service, like right? When you listen Shabbat to this, service. I was bored with that. But I mean, I was I was a kid. <laughs> but then afterward was that whole meeting, you know, like party atmosphere. Everybody brought food. Schmoozing. Schmoozing. It was awesome. Exactly. Yeah, that was fun. I really liked it, and nobody ever pushed it. It was like just they practiced. Yeah, but Orthodox Jews. I know. Well, they're I'm different. Saying like, like yeah, and you know, it's like it's so hard for people to talk about this because it's like the people say, "Have you been to Israel?" No, I haven't been to Israel. I'm not going right now. I'm not going right now. I uh, it's not a religious thing. Stop being evil, Netanyahu. Netanyahu exactly. is evil. Yes, he it, is. His religion is part of it. Yeah, but he's, but he's using his religion as a tool, as yeah. a weapon. So, so do, do you are you always asked about going to Israel? No, no, but I, it always comes up. You know, like since I have OCD, I'll hear you know, just you'll talk to somebody. Go, yes, and I even apropos of nothing. You know, when I was thirty years ago, I went to Tel Aviv. It's like I just take it as an OCD. I'm not going there. No, I'm not going there. No, yeah. I'm not going there. <laughs> and I'm not going to go there. I already have enough things to defend in this horrible country. I know. I'm not going to be going over there. And you don't know uh, a joke that I'm very happy with. And when I was a kid, you could give to an organization and they would plant a tree in Israel mm-hmm. in your name. Now that same organization, they will remove a settler from the West Bank in your name, in your name. And then there's just a little plaque. Shmoimi was here. <laughs> We kick him out. We kick Shmummy. Shmummy. Uh, you weren't well liked in Israel, I hear. No, no. Why are you over here? Why are you over here? Where you, you know? Okay, that's it. I'm I think that's done well. I can tell. I can tell when I'm slipping from uh, um, viable point to uh, beating a, a dead horse. <laughs> well, when you said that name, it reminded me my my mother decided to become Jewish because she had she was dating this guy who was Israeli, and um, that it wasn't because of him. She found the religion really fascinating, but that was kind of like her inspiration. And I remember though, she went out with this guy. His name was Shlomi. And he was so fucking cute, though. I remember he came up to pick her up for the day, and I think she met him, or somehow she was set up with him through Temple. It was some guy from Temple that set her up. But he came walking up the stairs. We lived in an apartment in Silver Lake. And he came walking up the stairs, and I was probably, like, 13. And even I was like, oh, my God. I mean, he was gorgeous. But, of course, he turned out to be a con man. So, oh, well. No Shlomi for my mother, but we were both like, my mother said when he came up the stairs, she was like, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but oh, wow. Well, Didn't work out. No, no love match there. Yeah, but you were also 13. See, so you see the thing? You were ready. You were already thinking, where's my bat mitzvah? What I know, I exactly. Jewish? I could have had a wonderful bat mitzvah. And I could have had so, a father or a, or a stepfather named Shlomi. I just, there's no way that you would, if I was named Shlomi, that's the type of thing. People, you know, it's like I, my, I wasn't born John Lieber. Was it Leibowitz? That was uh, John uh, Stewart's Leibowitz. Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't know what his last name is. But if I was, if my first name was Shlomi, I wouldn't. I would not. I'd be changing that. It, there's nothing cool about it. Shlomi. How's it going, Shlomi? Hey, you getting any, You picking up any babes, Shlomi? Yeah, but Shlomi was picking up the babes because he was really picking hot. Up the babes. Oh no, no, my heart belongs to Shlomi. <laughs> Oh, my God. We have to take a quick break, but we will be back after this message. 
Hey, this is Kimberly. If you're not already my patron, just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. You can take a look at all the tiers and decide how you want to support the show. Thank you so much. Okay. What's up, y'all? It's Wayne. Check out Undisputed every Friday to hear my hottest takes from the week in sports. From the cowgirls to Coach Prime to LeBron. Undisputed is your go-to for the best sports debates from me, Skip, and the crew. Tune in and follow us on foxsports.com, the Fox Sports app, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Now, let me let me just go over really quick. I want to read something. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but I but I know that you're not a fan of Elon Musk. But this is this is about Elon Musk, and then we can go off on Belmar. So Okay, now, Omar Rivero, who's not my very favorite person in the world, but I don't hate him, so I just have to make that clear. He's with Occupy Democrats. He, I'm not going to read this whole thing, but he tweeted this out today. So, breaking, NPR drops bombshell, reveals that Elon Musk just sent them a series of angry emails threatening to revoke their Twitter, ha- Twitter handle and reassign it to another company if they don't start tweeting again. So, I heard this the other day, and then, um, okay, so... Wait, wait a second now. What's the are they talking about Occupy Democrats? No, uh, no. Omar Rivero tweeted this. He is the head guy of Occupy Democrats. Gotcha. Okay. So right. he's basically tweeting out that that you know we we do know that Elon um is threatening oh, to gotcha. reassign it to another yeah. company, which I guess a a, an ex, a Twitter executive was shocked, and it said sh- it should be alarming to any business operating on the site since it indicates that acquiescing to Mes- Musk's every whim must be necessary in order to avoid being impersonated on Twitter. So it just goes on and on. It's talking about what a dick he is, company's reputation. So it says here, um, in an email sent at 2.19 a.m. Eastern, after the story was originally published on the NPR website, Musk wrote a new email to NPR without any text in the body, but with the subject line, you suck. Oh, my God. <laughs> he's such a fucking dick. So the reason I bring this up is because, um, you know, I think it was last Friday, which I don't watch a show, but so he shows up on. He the had, the go- he had yeah. God on last week. <laughs> he had the law. Excuse me. I'm cutting my show short so that I may have the law, the greatest man in the history of our civilization yeah. who could currently help me <laughs> on. He did. You were. Oh, on- I thought you were going to. I thought you were leading to that. What? That he had you on? Yeah, Musk, Musk yes, oh, he did. Musk he had Musk on. No, I was leading. Sorry, sorry. Um, sorry, I just had a brain fart for a minute. Sorry, never but... be sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, they were talking about the woke mind virus. Uh, uh, I, I mean, yeah, woke mind virus. And I'm just, I'm so fucking annoyed because I have to. I've just got to vent this, and then you can vent whatever you want. But you know, sure. I was a big fan of Bill Maher. Not that I loved him so much, but I absolutely loved his show. It was a must-see every Friday night. I did not always agree with him. So when I criticize him now on Twitter, people go, "Oh, just because you don't agree with everything he says." I've never fucking agreed with everything he said. <laughs> Even when I liked his show and liked him, I didn't agree with everything he said. So that's such a bullshit fucking argument, right. and I just God, that pisses he's me off. He's always been an asshole. He's always been an asshole. Always, Even when yeah. the show was good. Uh-huh. Yes, which he's was always briefly been good. Yeah, and it was. It was good. And the thing is, is he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. And but now it's like he is turning into that like get off my lawn right winger. What the fuck is going on with him? Well, like Club Random, this Club Random thing. I, I, people are sending me all these clips of of awful things people have said. When they go on Club Random, they start agreeing with them. You know, it's like uh, Sean Penn. I don't know what Sean Penn's agreeing with. He's just like, 
there's still people these days, Kimberly, we're still saying, oh, yeah, those kids on the college campuses, you know, relax already. Yeah. If you're still portraying what's happening on college campuses yeah. as the as the kids need to suck it up. Right. Then you're you're, you're you don't understand how propaganda works. It's yeah. like, you know, that issue is dead to me. Mm -hmm. The uh, the kids on the college campuses. It was always bullshit it was always mm -hmm. a way to get a nazi on campus mm -hmm. that's what it was always was uh, and you cannot convince me that uh it's ever that it was ever a time period where progressive kids were really like oh i can't hear i'm so sensitive i can't hear uh, any other messages that are outside of my belief system when you hear you know racism is racism yeah. all these things are these people are are terrible people i you know you're not going to fight for if Albert Speer or you no, know, well, it's not Goebbels, but it's Goebbels' assistant is coming to right. talk yes. to Harvard in 1937. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, and it's like it's like what is he so fucking angry at? What is his problem? Because he's coming from I don't know, he's coming from a place of either frustration or anger. I think he's racist. First of all, I think I he's absolutely a racist. And the more when people, it's like the more you see white people hanging around talking about how it's okay to use the N word. Yeah. The longer they talk about it, the more you go, why do you want to use the N-word yeah. so much? Because you're a racist. Yeah. He's so clearly a racist. And the other thing is, he's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, you're you're a woman. You must not like his... I don't know if you're kidding. Like I'm phrasing it like a question. <laughs> what do you think about his disgusting, misogynistic, overbearing yeah. hello doll? Remember that? He used, to, he used to get... He used to say, this is why America's messed up because people would... Richard Belzer would would yell at, at Ann Coulter go, and Bill Maher go, "This is why America's messed up. We can't hear different ranges of opinion." Oh God, <laughs> please! That, that's that's what his show was all about, right? Everybody's fucking right. opinion. Oh, Bill Maher. Except that, unless you were, were defending Muslims, unless you yes, were, right. It's like he b gave birth to the worst people. I mean, gave a yeah. format amplified, which I think is a good expression. Mm -hmm. He amplified Andrew Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Uh, yes. Sam Harris, yeah. all of these people. Um, I can't think of more, but there's a million <laughs> of them. PGA work is dead. Otherwise, he'd still be on. Right. <laughs> yeah, and he just died <laughs> the recently. The worst guest. The worst yeah. guest. And the worst guest, but not only that. Good guests sometimes who don't know what they're walking into. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Except for Katie Porter, because she always puts him in his place. So I'm I'm happy to see her putting him. But do, did you know, I'm, I'm not going to tell the whole story because I've told it on the show a couple of times. But back in 2012, when I was on when I was the Rock the Slut vote spokesperson, I actually got considered as a guest for that show. And right. instead they chose Ann Coulter. And now at the time, I mean, I didn't have a name. I, I don't really even have a name now. But back then, nobody ever heard of me. And so I totally understood that I wasn't going to get chosen. But I believe it was the last show before the 2012 election. And so the woman that they had on the show was Ann Coulter. And I, I, I got so fucking angry that I emailed, uh, well, I DM'd on, and this is how I got it. I found the producer on Facebook and I friended him. And I, I gave him this whole spiel. And I said that I was friends with Alan Thicke. And it, like, I totally played the Hollywood game. And I got considered to be on the show. And so when they chose Ann Coulter, I basically messaged him and chewed him out. <laughs> it's like, like well, who the yeah, fuck I mean, am I? I but... I'm, 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 I'm embarrassed. I mean, you know, I know people in the, who, you know, I know people who, uh, you know, produce the show. Mm -hmm. And I, it's like, 
I, I've said so many horrible, not specifically about them, but after a while, like I, I recently, I said, if you're a writer on the Bill Maher, mm-hmm. on the Bill Maher program, that you get your own shower so you can rinse the hate off. Yeah. All day. I mean, I mean it's, it's just, like it's just at some point it's ridiculous. It's, at some point you're on a Nazi Nazified show. Yeah, and then what you're seeing more and more is Republicans saying, well, I can't believe I agree with Bill Maher. And it's like, why? I mean, he's becoming you. <laughs> Have you but the Club Random is really bad because What is Random, that? I that haven't should heard be of that. the only thing he does. It's it's his podcast where it's just him in this darkened room saying even worse things than oh he says God. on his regular show. Wow. And I keep thinking, this is all he should be doing. Yeah. This is all he deserves. He doesn't even deserve that. But you should be all you he should only be available in darkened, hideous rooms where he's talking, where you're afraid that he's going to talk about sex in the next sentence because you know he's a pig. Yes, you know he's a pig. And I saw him in person once, and it's so funny because it was 2008, and I was at this A-lister party all by myself, and there was all these – it was actually the party where I met – no, I I saw Alan Thicke, and then I later in 2012 pulled this whole thing to get on real real time. And I, I found everybody on Facebook and I just I schmoozed them and I gave them like the Hollywood. Um, I don't know. Like, I can't remember the word I'm trying to find. But basically, I just figured, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to say this and do this. And, th- and actually, like I said, I did get uh, considered. But I was at this party in 2008 with both of them. And Bill Maher, I was standing all by myself. And uh. I've got to say, I was at that time, I was 30. I think I was like 32. So I. I looked fucking amazing. You know, I was like six foot tall, right. gorgeous. I looked gorgeous. And I can say that now because I'm going to be 55 in July. So I'm, I can't right. get in trouble for You bragging. should own it. Own uh, it. And I, uh, I looked fucking awesome at that party. And so anyway, but and I was all by myself. I didn't have I didn't go with anybody. And so Bill, there was like all these celebrities everywhere. And so Bill can I'm six foot tall and he isn't. So he came walking by. And I remember I looked at him and I didn't like him. I, I remember thinking right, right. No, that he was dick and <laughs> I hadn't yet like real time wasn't on at least if it, it was did I, did I say 2008 no it was 2000 and one something like that 2002 that's when it was so uh I I didn't like him then and I just I thought he was gross and I always thought he was gross on politically incorrect and so I just looked at him and, and then all those years like when I did like him I, th- I thought man he walked right in front of me I could have just tapped on his shoulder and I know he would have talked to me because I was like this gorgeous statuesque woman, and right, you know, right. but uh, now hey, I'm glad doll. I didn't. Going, <laughs> now I'm glad I didn't because I wasn't okay, political God. then, and I'm sure he would have just only had one thing on his mind, which would have never happened ever. So yeah, <laughs> but that. Yeah, he, but you know what? He's such an unpleasant person yeah. in so many different ways that he's like, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like um, if you are a misogynist and you can tell someone's a misogynist it doesn't necessarily always work out that their politics are also going to be bad because i know that there are horrible people in the democratic party too but Mm -hmm. just by numbers the numbers just who gets drawn Mm -hmm. to uh and you know if you think about like all of like i think he even had like uh who's that guy who was the uh the news just the the chef, didn't he <laughs> Dinesh, have the, the, the Dinesh Dinesh D'Souza, D'Souza, yeah. back in the day? Yeah, I think he did. He probably did. <laughs> he had every horrible person yeah. on that on his show, and just like 
scary horrible. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I'm going to start watching it again. You've <laughs> <piqued> my interest. <laughs> I just, I get angry on Saturday morning when I see him trending. And it's like, no, he, not yeah. again. Not again. Fuck you. And he knows he's trending because he, he wants, it's like, it's not like, oh, really? Did Fox News retweet me? No, I know. He, that's exactly. what he wants. He's going after that audience. Yeah. Because he has no core principles. He's just a bad person. And he's not only a bad person, he's a lazy, lazy, lazy uh, person. Does not know about it. It really steams me to know that someone could host these political shows and know nothing about politics. Well, and he also, I mean, the thing that done me in was when he told the Me Too movement not to go too far. And I just thought, Mr. Fucking Playboy Mansion you know, God only knows what you've done. Oh, and so he just oh, he, I, I, <laughs> yes, allegedly, I'm, I'm allegedly, yeah, allegedly, 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 allegedly is championing things that <laughs> that are good for him. Why should I? You know, it's like uh, yeah, don't go too far, me too, because God forbid you yeah. get to me. <laughs> <laughs> don't go too far, ridiculous, you know, the, fucking uh, asshole. Okay. Now you've got me. Now you've got my my bio is actually I don't know if you can move around your body, but it's actually creating a whirlpool. Okay, now I'm gonna switch gears. I'm gonna ask you a question, but it's about something specific. It's about COVID. But first of sure. all, I want to ask you: do, Have you do you like and have you watched John Mulaney's most recent stand up? I loved his special. I, great. So you want? Okay. Now, I, I, now there's going to be a little bit of a spoiler here for anybody who hasn't seen it. Um, just, you know, skip ahead maybe 20 seconds. But there was that bit he did where he went to the poorly graded doctors so he could, you know, he could Dr. get his Mike? drugs. Yeah. So now there is the new bivalent booster available for people 65 and older or if you're immunocompromised. So I am neither. Um, and I and I just thought maybe I'll take his advice. Maybe I'll go to some really shitty doctor with really bad reviews because those are the they want your business and they will write you oh. those prescriptions for whatever stupid drug you want. So it's like maybe I should go <laughs> to one of these doctors and tell them that I have asthma so that I can take it to CVS and get a bivalent shot. <laughs> That's what yeah, I well, want to do. I hate to brag to you, but all I have to do is show them my ID for I am very old. <laughs> What now? Have you right this way, sixty-six year old man? Get that Kimberly. Well, who is this Kimberly who's trying to horn her way into our supply? I'm getting it all though too. Uh, There's a thing like, don't you think I need to get the thing with the uh, pneumonia? And then, uh, uh, oh right! Everything they just came out with RSV today. Oh my! Oh my God! There's RSV. There's pneumonia. There's shingles. There's the flu. Yeah, I, sh- I had the shingles. I got the shingles uh, vaccine. No, did so you, happy. Did you get the second bivalent shot? No, no. This is the, the one that's just available? Yeah, that just became available. No, no. I haven't gone. I, I, it sounds like it because a friend of mine who's also old said it wasn't in, in Walgreens, so uh, she was going to check again. I see. Well, I know my From mom my, uh, and my dad. groups. <laughs> Your silver hair group. My mom and my stepdad. I mean, no, no. Take that back. My mom... My stepmom and my dad have all gotten the shots. So I'm not even kidding. I'm seriously considering look because he said, um, you know, what what is that place where everybody leaves rev- Yelp? He's like, go to Yelp and go to the worst reviewed doctor. And that's your doctor. And so I just can't. I just feel, Kimberly, this could really, really backfire. You know what I'm saying? Well, you're right. Remember when John Rivers went in for a routine this, whatever <laughs> it was? What's she going for? Well, I'm not going to get anything done to me. I just want a prescription. Uh, I think if you go in, okay, so 
no spoiler alert, but within the, the Mulaney thing, uh-huh. he goes to visit a doctor who would prefer that either John be shirtless or he be shirtless. I don't remember. <laughs> One of them had to be shirtless. And I've been That's there. right. That's true. He did one, of, and it I was did. at his home. He, it was like it was at his. I think the doctor you had to go to his home or something like that. Yeah, because he said, "Look, get your shots, get your COVID boosters, all this, but don't believe this thing like every doctor. You can trust doctors." No, but, right, like, exactly, so exactly. <laughs> and I'm not giving good advice, and nobody should do what I'm saying to do. And likely, I will probably not do it. But it gave me that idea. I was like, "That's how I can get my bifalent booster." Just go into it and say, I, ha- <gasps> I have asthma. And they'll go, okay, here's your asthma medication. And then I can just go take that to the CVS and go, see, I'm immunocompromised. <laughs> I, I'm just concerned that your desire to get this and your acting, over-the-top acting, could really affect you. Yeah, you go into it and excuse me, ma'am, excuse me. Could you move that away from the window? So okay, now let me ask you: Are you you're gonna are you gonna get your second bivalent? Yeah, I'm jealous. You know, I've had uh, and I tell the kids every I, I have I've got every shot I've ever gotten, but I've actually had bad reactions like two or three times. Yeah, I mean, it's just there's something something with my system. It's working really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I get a little bit of chills and stuff. Yeah, I did. I mean, I had a couple of times throughout the uh, course of all these shots. I think I had three times where I. I mean, I felt kind of sick up until about one o'clock and I, I wound up taking Advil and everything was fine. So it was never terrible, but I did, you know, yeah. like some people get like fevers and I had a higher temperature, but I didn't really have a fever and I, I, it was and I had body aches. I just felt like crap. I had that fever and I have very rarely get chills because I'm the other way. I'm the, turn the AC up. That's My me. wife has turned the heat up. And that's why the sitcom got sold so oh quickly. Oh, my God. See, you See, and I are more – we're better for each other because we're both – I always want it cold. <laughs> and my and, boyfriend's always got the freaking – oh, my God, Bob Seska. He, he sits in his office, and everything is sealed up. And, like, in my office, the windows are open, fans are going, unless, unless the air conditioner is on, but fans are still going because I just – I can't take it. And I go into his office, and he's got his little space heater, and it's like 150 degrees. <laughs> That's like, right. So it's not, a gender, it's not a gender thing. It's not – you would normally think it's the lady. Right. Exactly. The ladies are so dainty <laughs> that they – the way they're constructed from Adam's rib. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but no. no. <laughs> uh, it, but my sister was hot all the time. Yeah. like – did not matter. It'd be the middle of winter, and she had. I'm always be- hot. I fucking hate it. I hate it. I'd much rather be like my girlfriend loved the summertime, and she would wear sweaters when it was like 90. And I'm like, what's fucking wrong with you? But I want to be they, like that's that. That's why they call them sweaters. <laughs> really upset. Okay, so now I want to ask just some silly questions. Um, please do. Please I want to know. I'm, you know, I have a new expression for you. Ready? Uh huh. I'm here for it. <laughs> I never heard that before. No, they say that all the time. I now. know. I'm, I'm just here kidding. For it. I'm here it's for like, it. <laughs> it's been a minute. They always say that. It's been a minute. Or it's been a lot. Or I did a thing. I did a thing. Right? <laughs> well, that was my line. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what are you doing for fun these days? Especially considering we've got crazy GOP. Everything's still on the line. Democracy is not. A given so what do you do to uh, you like you know just have fun and get out of the craziness 
Well, I hate to t- I hate to make it a, 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 an exercise oriented thing, but normally I hate that. But uh, about uh, three years ago, my type two diabetes numbers were getting worse, so I take met like I take metformin, but I also I'm walking like three miles a day, and that has changed my life because I used to try and jog my whole life. Mm-hmm. I took martial arts and all this kind of stuff, but uh, the idea of running I hated it so yeah. much, and the idea of walking. It's just great, and I'm I'm blessed to not have any ailments. So that's really, I would say, changed my life. How did it change your life? In what way? Well, uh, first of all, it's the only thing that made my weight go down that mm-hmm. I could, you know, and that's not true of everybody. Some people right. cannot lose uh, a weight unless you're like years ago. This doctor told me, well, you need to run four or five hours a day or something. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but I never realized that when you get into the walking and you bring it up to a level where you can feel your body changing, you know, and, and so, yeah, it's really, uh, uh, changed everything about me and also gets me outside. Mm -hmm. But what were you doing when it was raining? What were you doing? when It was raining. I walked, well, I pretty much, well, I, I've been very lucky, but I, I, I've, I've walked like five hours after a storm. And, you know, I, I don't do anything like walk into the L.A. River, but <laughs> I live in a fairly safe. We don't usually get flooded right in this eight block area. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and how much? Weed. I smoke weed. Oh, you I do? And it's totally legal yeah. there. It's recreational. there. It's going to be recreational here. Well, they voted for it to be recreational in Maryland. So I think it like kicks an effect in July. Uh, so. So what kind, what kind of weed do you, you know what, back in the day, um, people who smoked pot would have to find somebody who sold pot and then they'd have to go to their house or wherever they would meet and they would just buy a bag and get whatever they got. Now you go to a store and there's sativa and indica and there's mixes and there's names for it and there's all this shit and they call it flower and it's like, it's all this like whole new world. So I'm wondering what kind of pot do you prefer? Well, uh, are you leading me into a joke? Uh, I'm, hello, ladies. I'm sativa dominant. <laughs> sativa dominant in the streets, and I'm indica in the sheets. <laughs> so, no, I mean, I am all, I'm here for it, as they say. I, first of all, I mean, I've even done jokes like, you know, I'll do it. You know, my lips don't feel funny. My lips could use a little... THC salve. <laughs> so I take it in every form. Wait, so really... do, do you actually, there's a THC salve you put on your lips? No, I made that one. Oh, okay. But they do have those salves, though, that you could just put on. Oh, and, yeah, I use it for your skin. I use it on my yeah. skin, too. I, like, I have uh, uh, psoriasis, which, you know, it doesn't completely cure, but I, I am a, a cannabinoid believer. Years and years, years ago, I had a meeting at high times i was so excited that there was a guy there who was just like before the legalization he was just like saying cannabinoids it's going to be cure so many diseases yeah and i'm here for it <laughs> and but do you prefer sativa or indica i uh, during the day i prefer sativa uh, although you really can't always go by the strain so sometimes it's a hybrid but then at night i i like anything that will I, I drink like stuff at night that will put me to sleep and not just my act. <laughs> and then, okay. So when you're, when you got the nice high going and it's time to maybe like watch something, 
what are you tuning into? Oh, okay. So I'm uh, I'm just crazy about biographies, and uh, even to the point where I watched. Uh, okay, I'm gonna. This is a trick question. So it was gonna be a trick question, but <laughs> which of these? I was watching. Uh, what was I watching? I forget. But uh, it was what was that movie? It was a really good one. It's about. Uh, well, there's a lot of people like Chuck Lavelle, who's a musician. I watch biographies and things. So I went the other day. Which one did I watch? It said coming up. Hit, did I watch Hitler's Bodyguard? That's choice one. Did I watch Confidential? Oh, that's a Hunter. Or did I watch Stalin's Daughter? Oh, I'm supposed to figure this out. I'm going to yeah, go with Hitler's days. Bodyguard. Right, and it's a trick question because my wife and Josh. I do the, this podcast with I'd already mentioned to them that I'd watched Hitler's Bodyguard so that's a trick question because of course it would be Hitler's Bodyguard but having watched it two weeks ago I was I watched the uh, I watched uh, Stalin's Daughter how was that? it was great well I loved like I loved White Lotus oh my god me too uh, so- I loved Succession till this you know it's like I never never joke about Succession because it's so great but it's like I never knew that I'd have to be an actual, like, in, you know, mergers and acquisitions expert <laughs> to watch the last season. It's very confusing to me. Um, I'm into audio books now. Uh, Ricky Lee Jones' oh. uh, memoir is unbelievable. It's called The Last Chance Texaco. I want to read that. I love Ricky, Le- Ricky Lee Jones. She reads, I can't read anymore because uh, I can, but I read, like, short articles but I can't read anything long mm-hmm. and so I just devour audiobooks so uh, that one is amazing I also got Lucinda Williams memoir yeah and then I, I listened to incredible thing about uh, the horrible Harvey Wine, Wine oh wow yeah scene. and then the one about Sumner Redstone was amazing uh, James whatever I I'm obsessed with because I have OCD so if I can get my mind on something else it's great. So if I go on my walk, I, I listen to those kind of things. And um, there's a couple of documentaries in one. There's one, one called Chuck Lavelle. He used to be the, the keyboard player for the Allman Brothers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the one about David Geffen is great. I don't think I, I don't. Did I see that? I might have. Do you watch any like regular, say not, not like network TV shows, but just like cable shows? Well, that's the thing. It's like, there's so many things I've missed. Like, I never saw Barry. So, like, there's things I need to catch up with. Yeah. And so, you got you to gotta check you out like Shrinking. Barry? Have you heard of Shrinking? No. I want, you, I want you to watch it and tell me what you think. It's really good. Do you know who Jason Siegel is? Of course. I love him. Okay. Well, I loved him when he was in the, uh, that movie that was called something about something about somebody Sarah Marshall thing about something Jeff about or... Sarah Marshall is that is that what it is I well no it no is. it was like the thing about it was around that time period okay but it was the thing, the thing about Jeff it was it's done by what oh. they call those uh, guys uh, mumblecore but it's not really true mumblecore the, <laughs> the two brothers right. and one of them was on the morning show which I actually had a love-hate relationship with <laughs> that show did you watch the morning show yes I love it why do you hate it or love hate. Oh, it. I don't hate it. I kind of love it, but it's it's a little bit soap opera to me. Yeah, but that's what I like about it. I know. I they totally got me. Don't <laughs> please do not misunderstand me. I was glued, glued yeah. to the Matt Lauer guy and uh, 
Well, you have to check out Shrinking. Shrinking has Harrison Ford, and it's set in it's Harrison Ford and Jason Segel, and there's this woman on it, and I don't know her name, but I fucking love her. And they all play shrinks, and I think Harrison Ford is the one who like owns owns the company, the business, whatever. And it's set in Pasadena. I talked about this on my show last week because I fucking love it so much. It's only it's only one season right now, ten episodes, so we just got through it so quickly. But it's set in Pasadena, and oh my god, I just every time I see Pasadena, I just love Pasadena. Do you I live- love anything that shows like? Uh, yeah, I do. It's like uh, watching the old Columbos. They have a yes. lot of great mansions in Pasadena. Oh, and then speaking of Columbo, have you seen Poker Face? Yes, I loved it. I, I love, love Poker everything Face. she does, and I that know. was really great. She's so cute. I love her. Uh, I just love that show. That was such a fun show. So oh, I liked uh, Paul Feynman. Paul Feynman, who's that? Yeah, it's like um. Uh, it's Jason Walliner who did um, Human Giant and all kinds of things. It's uh, is that a show? It's like um, I want to say it's on not Peacock maybe maybe it is on Peacock. Huh. Where it's you no, know, he, he's a real person and he has a real thing that he's been doing for years. Is kind of a character, mm-hmm. but they do it. They do a very very funny thing with huh. him, and it's hard to even explain. <laughs> all right uh, then. <laughs> I think Paul Feynman is in the name. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to check that out. Then we watched The Real Housewives. My wife and I watched all 14 seasons of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. Oh, my God. We were catching up. We had never seen it before. Have you seen I don't watch that one. Have you watched – do you watch other ones of The Real Housewives? Yes. Which ones do you watch? Uh, Beverly Hills. Yeah, uh, New Jersey. Yes. And uh, Orange County. <laughs> me too. And also the hideous one in Salt Lake was pretty bad. But we watched uh, yeah, I only watch Beverly Hills, New Jersey, and Orange County. I mean, they're all so egregious, but it's like, uh, okay, now I just give a real quick before we end the show. So you're watching the current Jersey show, correct? Yes. Um, I know not everybody who's listening to this is a fan, so this is why I'm leaving it to the last part. <laughs> um, Teresa is with that new guy. and Louis. Yeah, Louie. And so I'm wondering if you think Louie is going, because there's been a couple times on the show where she has tried to make the effort anyway to be a halfway decent person because normally she's just not at all. And I'm wondering. Yeah, she always goes through that mate where she's going to make up. Yeah, she's horrible. I overturned the table, that kind of thing. Yeah, she, she, she um, is like a Trump supporter in my opinion. But anyway. Uh, and she probably is one. But do you think he's going to have a positive effect on her, or do you think it's going to be a negative in the long run? Well, he makes me extremely nervous, that guy, but I don't trust him when he goes to the... He, he, he does a thing like almost like a, uh, where he goes, all right, all right. You see a couple of men like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, one was... Was it one in Orange County where he... Or maybe it was Beverly Hills. The boyfriend... Of the the woman who went out with Charlie Sheen. Oh right, yes, okay. And they start to go look, look, ladies, look, ladies. You know, whenever they get into that thing where they start to argue, and they, uh, <laughs> you know, you could just see what's yes. coming. You yeah. can just see. I think he's troubled because he's like, he seems a little crazy to me. He does seem a little crazy, but oh, and, and- I don't mean like you know. Clinically, but no, no, just he's got that look in his eye, like he, he's right. He, he looks a little dangerous. So yeah, he I, wears his guys the dead. He wears uh Teresa's dead father's new. It was new underwear. Ew, that's gross. Did you know that? No. Oh, that's one of the things. Ew. And he admitted to wearing. Oh my god, that's so disgusting. 
And and it's like, why would you why would you admit to that? I know. I, I why would you want anyone I just to like know? That too, but I keep it. I keep it hidden. Well, the thing that I blew my mind, I watched, I always watch it on Sunday night. So, um, the last, last show there was, okay. The guy, I don't, I don't, Frank, I think that's his name. Um, yeah. And he, he's a stoner. He, did you see I that episode? That. that was a great episode. Oh my God. You, and you know what? If you I watch was, only one episode, yes. watch them all getting high. And you know, here, here's what was so amazing about it. And I know that on these shows, these women know whether, whether they get the um, cue to fight or they just know, okay. Right. They know that's the purpose of the show. Yeah. They're always fighting and that's part of it. So yeah, but. It's actually what makes the show. It's what makes the shows not good is it's so predictable what they're going to exactly. do. Exactly. And I don't need yeah. them to fight all the time. But what was no. so funny about this is like all the women get together and they drink and they all treat each other like shit. And then the men get together and they all get high. And it's like this giggly love fest where they're all eating. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really great. When you see Joe Gorgor, you know. He's yes. Right. And it's like, how could he not do this all the time? Why would he want? Yes. I mean, I, 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 the thing is. I don't know how if my constitution, if I did any of the, the attempted drinking that any of those people did, I would be Me too. one of those people who gets sick immediately. Wow. Yeah, I don't necessarily get sick immediately. I just feel like shit forever. I, I, I like feel really good for about an hour and then I feel like shit for three days. So it's just not worth it for me. But and, yeah. And, and we, uh, my wife and I really hate Kenya with a passion. That's a Wait, very who? fun. It's a very fun hobby to get into. Hating Wait, Kenya. Visiting Kenya? <laughs> no, hating Kenya. Oh, hey. Kenya. <laughs> Not Kenya the country. Oh, my God. You're going to get me in hot water with the Kenyans again. <laughs> the Kenyans are all against Andy Kindler now <laughs> because of because what he said Atlanta, on the Start Me Up Atlanta podcast. Atlanta has like shows where the first few years of Atlanta, it was almost like we are going to make a show where we want to see if, if people physically kill each other. <laughs> Because they had that Kim Fields and really, I it's like yeah. you don't know all the names, but they were like just insane. People came on the show insane. Wow. Yeah, I tried to pare down. I mean, I used to watch the New York women, but then they bored me. Oh, I do watch New York too. I do watch New York. That's, that's a terrible show. That I wish terrible. that I wanted to watch all of them, but I just, I guess, I don't have the time. And it certainly Bob isn't into it. He just like. He's into some of the stuff that I like to watch, but he's certainly not into the housewives. And <laughs> we all like walk out when they're all screaming at each other drunk and he just rolls his eyes and it's like, yeah, but I love it. So don't say anything. <laughs> well, how about that woman, Caroline? No, she wasn't, but she knew Carol. Like she was New Jersey. Wait, in New Jersey? Uh, New York, I think it was. Oh, I don't know she's that so one. so annoying for years. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't even remember. I, it's been like five or six years since I've even watched a New York episode, so. I just right. don't even know. I can't keep no, up with those women. And I would, you know what? I don't want to be. Hmm. I don't want to be one of these people. And I, you know, God bless them. But the people, celebrities who specialize in watching the housewives, oh, and right. so then they go on the show, and then Andy Cohn quizzes them. Yes, I don't want to know the housewives that well. Where I, know <laughs> I well, I've had I've fun. had like minor fantasies of doing a show where I could talk about the housewives, but. I decided that I'd rather stay in politics because there's less hate. <laughs> That's right. It is really a field that has more horrible people than even politics. Exactly. I mean, that. well, when you get into pop culture on social media at this point now, 
you're not allowed to like certain things. People hate on you for liking certain things. Or, I mean, if you don't like the right song or the right what, it's like the anger over Superman and Star Wars. It's like, I can't even, I just want yeah, to enjoy. Yeah, you really can't keep up with it. No, and I, all I want to do is enjoy my shows, whether they're quality shows or just shitty shows like The Housewives. I just want to enjoy them, and I don't want any drama surrounding them outside of what drama is already in the show. So I'll that's see what I can I, do. I'll <laughs> see if I can make that happen for you. <laughs> All right. Well, an assignment. <laughs> I just got to say thank you for once again coming on the show. You always make me laugh. I always love watching. Oh, oh, and I want to convince you to go over to Spoutable. Dude, you have to set up a Spoutable account. Even if you okay, don't. Spoutable. Well, Spoutable. Right? And even if you don't use it right away, just like get it ready. But here, let me tell you the secret. So you go over there and you set yourself up with the same name that you have on Twitter, the same handle. And because you're a legacy verified person, you just go, if you need help, I'll email you the instructions, but there's a way to get yourself rapidly verified. And it it literally takes like a minute as long as you have the same handle that you have on uh, Twitter and and then cool. you'll at least be there, and you'll just save your spot there. So well, because it's going. I mean, Twitter's going. So yeah, it it's is. It's going to leave. It's not yeah. going to stay around. I don't think. So hopefully, I'll see you over on Spoutable. But so of cool. course, before I let you go, and other than Spoutable, tell everybody where to find you. I am at uh, Andy Kindler at Twitter is the because I have a website that has not been updated in years. So don't go there well, unless you like to look at. Fun, unless, unless you like to look at my load dates in the 90s <laughs> and then uh instagram i'm andy kindler superstar <laughs> all right well um I, I should actually replace that in the patreon because i do have your website so i'll have to go i have to go follow you on instagram so look out for me following you and then oh my god it was just so fun talking and you can find me on twitter it's author kimberly but twitter's dying spoutable i'm kimberly johnson don't forget the extra e l e y i'm on amazon andy thank you so much Thank you. This is great, Kimberly. It's always great talking to you.